from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. The shepherds went in haste to Bethlehem and found Mary and Joseph and the infant lying in a manger. When he saw this, when they saw this, they became they made known the message that had been told them about this child. All who hear it were amazed by what had been told them by the shepherds. And Mary kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been so to them. When eight days were completed for his circumcision, he was named Jesus, the name given him by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus. Today is, again, uh, the Solemnity of Mary, Mother of God, and uh, the reason why we have it is not because it's January 1st, uh, but, uh, which is uh, normally a holy day of obligation, but this year it falls on a Sunday, so thankfully it's kind of assumed by the, uh, by the Sunday, and so we just fulfill our normal Sunday obligation as well as the holy day of obligation for Mary, Mother of God. Now, uh, it's interesting because it always falls on January 1st, well, the 31st on the eve, uh, which is a celebration of the next day, kind of in the Jewish feast. So this is what we always have on Saturday evening. Saturday evening is a Sunday Mass because it's the evening, the vigil of the Mass. And so we celebrate on the eighth day this feast day, Mary, Mother of God. Why? Well, I think it's important for us to realize who Jesus is. Now, isn't that interesting? We're talking about Mary, but we need to know who Jesus is. Well, celebrating Mary as mother of God gives us an indication. It speaks about Jesus. It speaks about Mary, and it indicates and lets us know who Jesus is. One of the big debates in the early church was whether Jesus, how did we understand Jesus as fully human and fully divine? How do we talk about that? How do we understand that? Was he just another prophet? Was he something more? Was he just God and he didn't have any human qualities? Mary wasn't really his mother, was some people's interpretation. And the church fought about this and discussed this and argued this again and again and again. And eventually, one of the, one of the qualities that came out was, can we call Mary the mother of just Jesus? Or can we call Mary the mother of God? Was he just the mother, was she just the mother of his humanity and had no relation to his divinity? Or, as we have to say, Jesus is fully one person, fully human, fully divine. And so what we say of one, we have to be able to say to the other. And so Jesus, when we say that Mary is the mother of Jesus, we say that Mary is the mother of Jesus, who is God. Now, Mary isn't God, and that's one of the real difficulties is to understand this. Mary is the mother of God without being God herself. It's a difficult, you know, something for us to ponder on, something us for meditate on. What it does give us is a beautiful intercessor, someone who clearly knows us and understands us, who is a mother not just of Jesus, not just of God, but also a mother for us. And so we have a great interceder, someone who stands on behalf of us and continues to argue for us just as any good mother does to, to fight on behalf of her children. And that's what Mary does. 
So we celebrate Mary today and we recognize the great role that she has. And we understand that that great role comes about, especially because of who Jesus is. Now, all of this, I say, is something to be pondered. Mysteries of the church, and this is a mystery that we can comprehend and understand that Mary is the mother of God, but there's something so much more there that to be pondered on. What does it mean as Mary as our mother, Mary as the mother of God? That's something to ponder. And as the gospel said today, Mary took these things and reflected on them in her heart. Sometimes it's translated as pondered. She pondered these things. And there's multiple times when Mary does this. She ponders on things. And so I think it's a great uh, kind of indication to remind us to ponder on things that happen to us. Today, something amazing happened. Shepherds went to Mary and they told her that these angels appeared and everything else, the normal Christmas story, right? The Magi are appearing and Mary's like, hey, what is happening? I know that Jesus is important. I know who he is, but wow, there's a lot here. There's a lot more than just surface level understanding. And so she ponders them in her heart. She reflects upon them. Now, uh, to shift focus a little bit, um, one of the things that is really helpful, I find, for humanity is the seasons. We have different seasons at different times, and that helps us to live, uh, to change our our life so that we don't become just so mono, you know, just kind of the same all the time. That's why I really like northern Wisconsin with its snow and its fall and everything else. I understand that some people don't like the cold um, and would prefer warm all the time. But I uh, like the seasons that happen in that way, and it makes things special. So that when it's in the summer and when it's a nice day out, guess what? I have to take advantage of it because it's a, you know, I only get so many. And then at the end of the year, you know, in February time when we've got a whole bunch of snow, uh, you know, it makes me ponder on the reason of like, why do I live in Wisconsin? Or why would anybody live here after shoveling snow for multiple months? You know, but, but it gives us this great opportunity to think about different things at different times of the season because different things come up. And that's one of the beautiful things about the seasons. It's one of the seasons of, uh, that we have within the church is that we have this Advent season, the Christmas season, the ordinary time, and Lent. Um, the Easter season. And we've got these different seasons to give us different times to think about it. And by the end of Lent, we're ready for Lent to be done. But at the beginning of Lent, we're ready for it to start. And that's the reality. And it's one of the beauties of taking times and seasons to make commitments at different times. Now, January 1st isn't anything specifically special for the church, but it is a new year. A new calendar year. Even though that we already celebrated the new liturgical year at the start of Advent, we are, we are starting our new calendar year. And I think it's always a good opportunity. I think it's a good practice to be able to evaluate once again and to say, what do I want out of this year? Now, we do that hopefully again at Lent, but I would almost say this is a good opportunity to kind of jumpstart on Lent, okay? So ponder, what I encourage us today is to ponder on our life. Ponder on the things that have happened this past year. Hopefully take an opportunity to think in gratitude. Also, if you're like 99.99% of humanity, you maybe realize that you could do better. 
right? Maybe you're not exactly the perfect person that you want to be. You know, you realize that you're not Mary conceived without sin. Um, that we understand that we can still grow. And so we want to grow. And that's often one of the difficulties of humanity as a whole is that we realize that we could grow, that we could do better, and yet we don't. And so, again, certain opportunities in our life, like January 1st, like Lent, like Advent, are times when we ponder on our life and say, this is where I'm at, and there's hopefully many good things. I hope that you have so many things to be grateful for. And I hope that you're better than you were 10 years ago. Okay, great. But we always have more to grow. We always have more to, uh, more to learn. And so I just encourage us uh, on the rest of this Mass, the rest of this, this year, you know, until midnight, to ponder, and even tomorrow, right? It's not as though it's an arbitrary, it's an arbitrary start, so we can, uh, again, start whenever. But to ponder and say, who do you want to be? And I hope that you want to say, you know, as we're here at Mass, that we want to be like Jesus Christ, that we want to be like Mary. We want to be like the saints before us. Now, we can't be uh, exactly like the saints that have gone before us because guess what? We're not them, okay? So, you know, we have to get that out of head. But we do want to be like them. In what way? Well, hopefully the way that they were radically in love with God and radically in love with their neighbor, that they lived in a freedom to be able to act in the way that they knew what was best and that they always responded the best and they weren't drawn to the low and earthly of low and earthly things of sin that hurt us and hurt those around us. Those are the things that uh, I, I pray that we want to continue to grow on. And so I hope that, again, during this time that we can ponder. It's really important for us to, as we move forward, that we take some time to ponder, not just jump into things. Sometimes we do have to jump into things, certainly. But when we have the time to ponder, to be able to say, what's right for me? What's right for me where I am right now, which is different than I was, than, than where I was two years ago, okay? Now I'm here. Now I'm at this place. What can I do to be better? What kind of things can I change in my life to be more like Jesus Christ? Be more holy, to pray more maybe, to love more. What are the things that I need to get out of my life? And to ponder on those things and to ask the Lord's help. Because I think one of the hard parts that we often run into as humans, and I know I myself do as well, is that I want to change. I want to do something better, but yet I don't take any time to think about it. I just try to do it. And, uh, there's a, and sometimes we need to stop and ponder and to get the help that we need to be able to move forward. And so on this new year, this new calendar year, on this great feast day of Mary, our mother, let us ask our mother with open hearts, asking our mother who knows us better than we know ourselves and helped uh, the first, one of my favorite kind of theological reflections on Mary is the fact that she noticed at the wedding feast in Cana, she noticed that there was a lack of wine before anyone else and made that, helped make that change. She in our life as well notices what is wrong in our life and what is lacking and knows how to help fix it if we, do, but, if we but do whatever he tells us. 
do whatever Jesus tells us. And so uh, we give thanks for that. And we pray for Mary and we especially ask her intercession this day on her great feast day, which uh, tell us so much about Jesus Christ and also about ourselves and our relationship with her.